0: Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, put your feet up, it's time for The Other Three Amigos Podcast with Declan McCormack,
1: Wayne Mullins and Dan. Three lads, one podcast.
2: Welcome along to another episode of The Other Three Amigos Podcast. On this week's episode, Usher won't answer our emails. Bit of calming watch, bit of a shells debrief before we were rudely interrupted. By footballing royalty That of course was Shane Keegan And we discussed his time with Ramblers His Maradona jersey Who should City sign As well as a bit of jacking off Oh, and uh, Charlie Lyons. Lions All this and more on this week's episode of The Other 3 Amigos Podcast Welcome to another episode of Tap. It's Season 4, Episode 2 Episode 178 in total Your award-winning podcast at some point A reminder as well, we are on Patreon Patreon.com forward slash TOTAP a reminder about our new tier system we have there's a five euro per month flat fee at a 10 euro if you want to support the pod a little bit further but for still the same content you get full access to all historical SoTap tap content and thank you so much to all those beautiful people who joined last week and the one two and three euro tiers are now gone and those subscriptions are canceled be sure to retweet the pod as it's so important to help us grow we are also a proud sponsor of Of Jack Doherty's boots, hopefully he'll be banging in plenty of goals with those this season And a reminder, uh, that'll be going to Marymount Hospice as well, a great cause Uh, Last week we had the biggest listenership uh, season opener in four years So great to see the pod growing and hopefully it continues to do so I'd like to say hello to my other two amigos We'll be joined by another amigo a little bit later on hopefully But for now, Wayne Mullins, who are you?
3: That's the first time you've come to me, first ever, I think
2: Hi, Dan. I saw Dickie was going to go to him. I was like, you know, switch it over. I just felt <laughs> something d- drew me into it. How, how are you keeping? I'm good. How about yourself? Grand now. Grand. Grand. Dickie, how are you?
0: I'm good, Dan, and yourself. Can't complain. Brilliant.
2: D- delighted to be back for another uh, week of toe tap shenanigans. Uh, it went down well last week, anyway. Uh, but we're going to Usher versus Usher. <laughs>
0: Yeah
2: man, usher, usher, usher. So we yeah man.
0: It's club. a big,
2: big week for usher this week, uh, because he is playing in the halftime at the Super Bowl. Usher, Dickie, can you believe that usher is playing in halftime in Super Bowl? It's absolutely
0: unbelievable. It is um, like I mean I did mention it this on the pod at some stage last year when he was announced. Little did I know that he would, in the meantime, become a friend of the pod and that we'd have correspondence going back and forth and the rest of it, you know. But I kind of almost feel like I'm almost personally attached to the whole halftime show at the um at the Super Bowl this year, you know, and as a big NFL head, it kind of you know it's like I'm I'm. It almost feels like I'm I'm not there, but I'm not too far away, you know, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, give us your prediction for the Super Bowl, considering you are an NFL head.
0: Yeah, look, I think the Chiefs will beat them. I think defensively they have too much for, for the 49ers, to be honest with you. Um, but sure, look, we'll see what happens.
2: You surely have a bet on for it. What? what are you going to tell the tappers
0: No, I think it's it's... It's too close to call, I think. Um well, it's not too, like no, I, I do fancy the Chiefs and I do think defensively they, they will have too much for the 49ers. Um but no, there should be no money leaving my pocket to invest in said game. I'm just gonna sit back, get my popcorn, watch Us- Usher perform, and for the rest of it doesn't really matter, you know. Yeah, they can
2: they can save it for the toast at Patreon. Uh, they can keep their money for that. Uh Wayne, are you excited to see Usher? Perform at halftime.
3: I'm very excited because I did email his um, agent last week, and as you can see, I'm actually in Vegas right now.
2: Yeah. Oh. What? Yeah. There. I so see one it.
3: thing led to another. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. No. We we did email the person, but uh, there's no reply yet. Um, yes. But we keep. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You, you still have the phone number. We Still have the phone number. Now the problem is, do we use it to ensure it doesn't kind of. I'm sure these people have different numbers every couple of months. You wouldn't know. So do we
2: risk Maybe. not using it?
3: Or do we risk using it and getting...
2: This is ultimately the Trump card. Dickie, you want to say something?
0: I was just going to say the other thing to bear in mind. Is we, we, we want to try and get about 40 weeks out of this as well. So you know, I mean, no reply for a week or two is okay. That's okay. There's no panic. There's yeah, no panic. Okay.
3: But look, I, I don't know. You might have seen the email because I see Seed in Totap. I kind of did a call. kind of whole, I tried something new. And we see how it comes back. But look, progress. We're on step two of a long road. I mean, yeah, Usher's people not emailing back. Nothing new there. Well, look, you know, they may have a sense of backhand oh, that we get here to protect oh, that we're, you know. Oh, shit, mister. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good.
2: And that was Usher versus Usher.
3: <laughs> yeah, mate. Jesus, you cut it very quick there,
0: didn't you? Uh, you don't want to be boring, people. We just want to keep. No, but you can know, you not cut it beforehand so it fades out. out?
3: You just leave it then, like
0: uh, the fade out is built into it and everything. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, we we we, we have to be uh but, but like, did they get bored of Boston? No, people were actually asking in the off season to bring Boston back. That's kind of going like he's not even <laughs> playing in Holland anymore. I think he's he's in he's in Belgium. now, isn't he? From what I from what I know, you he know is, yeah. I mean? the whole yeah. the whole thing wouldn't quite work. Like right? is Leon Bossen the, the, the Belgian? division? Jack, of off
2: song is going to be badly missed too. Jack and off with uh, uh, No, that's never going to take off. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> Boston off. Bossen off with Jack.
2: Uh, could maybe work maybe work uh-huh. but uh, let's go to Cami Watch for now
1: Cami Watch with Ivan Draco on the other three amigos podcast
0: I'm going to leave this play the whole way through no in case Wayne gets upset
2: <laughs> 500 fans showed up at the open training session um that was a fair amount of people for for just uh see if you lads kick a ball and train and was it was that a positive step forward for Cork City showing the engagement showing all the kids there jackie <laughs> <laughs> that, that that wasn't actually even a dig but it uh, yeah out to of me. course
0: it wasn't yeah 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 of course it's it look it it actually shows and approves that if you um engage people and you put stuff on for fans. Now, we think maybe five hundred is a is numbers maybe on the large side, like um but it just shows it proves people will go. And t- this morning was it was a horrible morning. I don't know about where you are, but down here it was lashing rain till about half nine. So if you were looking to go to something for eleven o'clock, you'd kind of like, oh I don't know. Like and people still made the effort and they went and you know as you said loads of kids there obviously then loads of parents there so it just proves if you put things on and you engage with the fan base they will come out and they will back what you're doing and i think i hope that kind of proves the point that we were making last week to a degree
3: yeah wayne similar sentiment from you absolutely um it wasn't that bad over here i'm very close to the place um but yeah it's, it's we've been we were doing this for years um, and then we stopped doing it. So it's good to see it starting again. Um, good to see a bit of content online this week.
2: Yeah. Our speaking of enge- engagement team. after last week's mentioning of, uh, the lack of content, the club like, started. There's two ways you could videos.
3: look at it. You could look at it. They're, they're, they're not build up too soon, too early, which I get that too, but still, I think it needs to ramp up more properly. I mean, proper stuff now daily, daily stuff to put through. Um, so fans can see it. And, uh, yeah, it's good progress. Did you buy anything else uh, from the club shop this week? No, Since I've just got. It go down it. so well. Mm. No, wearing it and trying it on, checking it. Um, there'll be big washes now. We're going to do that every two weeks because you need time to kind of go. It's up no by washing it four times this week. I gotta put it through a few washes weekly, weekly. So they they can't say that we're putting it. We're doing it right, basically. We're going to do yeah. it like we're normally wearing them. So I find it all jolly, to be honest with you, but. Herself is saying I cannot wear that outside the house. I've been ordered not to wear it outside the house. Yeah. <laughs> Decky was
2: there mentioning uh, you heard the voice of Ivan Drago. And maybe a potential voice we might be hearing next week is uh, St. Valentine <laughs> might be making an appearance on the pod, which would be a good get for us.
3: Do you know what? Cupid. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like the the pod, next week's pod is actually out on Valentine's Day and the Wednesday. Like, in, It depends on... How much time Saint Valentine has on Monday? I mean, obviously all their work is done. I don't know, are they male or female? I don't even know, to be honest with you. But I mean, oh, we won't even go to pronoun route. No, forget I even mentioned that. Um, <laughs> so look, it's just like, <laughs> just move away. Just forget it. Just move away from it. Just, just leave it. Just leave it later. Just forget about it. Um, so yeah, so Saint Valentine hopefully might be around next Monday night to maybe give us ten or fifteen minutes on. And some insight into love.
2: Yeah, we're also in uh, preliminary talks with Saint Patrick and the Easter Bunny as well.
3: What are you doing for uh, Valentine's Day,
0: Um, I don't really want to get into this stuff, now to be honest with you. Ooh, secret stuff. Mm, I, I I come out badly out of it. I always come out badly of, oh. out of Saint Valent- out of Valentine's Day conversations. Oh, you, you
3: gotta like buy a nice bunch of flowers, maybe go for a meal. No, get a DVD. No, no, no. What? You're the kind of guy who just sits there and does nothing. Uh, yeah, but, but, see, are are you I gonna said, blame Hallmark? Are you gonna blame like? Oh, it's cost too much money. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's
0: a fad. It's that, nothing that, to do. It's nothing to it. do with cost. Cost. No, no, no. It's nothing to do with costing money or that stuff. It's just ah. Uh, look, as I said, I don't like. I see all this shit online. Valentine's Day after Valentine's Day, and girl, goes, oh, he bought me this and he bought me that, and then for another fifty-one weeks of the year, he doesn't look at her twice. Like, and it's all, oh, but look what he got me for val. It's all bullshit. Like, it's all harsh shit. But if like, say twenty you know, years ago, you're in a you relationship. Do? When you're, you're doing it every week or you're doing it every month. You know you aren't doing it for one special day. And then, uh, my wife understands where I come from on this stuff. Like, we're married fifteen odd years, if not more. More actually, she's how long am mar- I? I have no idea. She doesn't listen to this <laughs> anyway. So okay. Ooh, yeah. Um, husband of the year, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, I think it's 17 years now. Is that oh man? Um, do you want to ask her to come in and talk
3: to us and, about this and we can have <laughs> your episode? No, she
0: just have just after showering the small one there now before she goes to bed. So unfortunately, she's not available. um but anyway, Next look, moving on. Yeah, um, yeah <laughs> we won't. Yeah. But anyway, moving, swif- <laughs> moving swiftly
2: on into our preseason game uh, review. Well, oh, you got—you were going to say something I, I
0: there. I—I just—I was going to say. I have a feeling that any Patreon episode that is just an interview my, with my wife might be the most watched Patreon episode of all time. <laughs> I don't know what makes me think that, but I just get the feeling that you know. <laughs> people might just want to say, oh, this, like poor woman.
2: How many subscriptions do we have to get this week for that to happen?
0: No, absolutely. I don't care how many. None. None? <laughs> <doing laughs> Nobody's it up. Anyway.
2: All right, moving into our uh, preseason game review was uh, Shells to City nil. Another loss uh, for Cork City. Are we having major issues up front, it looks like, Decky?
0: well look it's another game where we didn't score and I, look like, I, I understand we're playing shelburne who finished fourth last year qualified for europe all that side of stuff so i understand all that um i said last week i was more kind of looking at performance but of course we didn't see the game so we we don't know what the performance was according to people who were there and tim crowley sorry tim crowley tim clancy um we were much better second half than we were first half. But it's it's really really hard to know where we are in terms of building up to the season. We've only scored once. That was um, young Carlos Sullivan against Pats. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd be worried that we're not scoring goals. I don't like. I mean, the day I saw them, against, and I know it was very very early in preseason against Galway, we created absolutely nothing. And when I say nothing, I mean the sum of f- all is what we created. You know. Um, and like that's an issue we we you know we got one against pats which was just kind of seemingly a mount scramble that went in we didn't get any against shelburne again the other day we didn't score against Wilton. it hasn't been good but again after the shelburne game in tim's interview which was done with the club he spoke about how he's certain and he knows we will score lots of goals so that's fine like once once he's happy and he knows and he you know, that makes sense to him, then then that's that's absolutely cool, like, you know. Um do you, do you think, yeah, he's shown a bit
2: of signs of pressure already? He seemed slightly narky, maybe, in that video towards Howie. Um So you'd wonder what it'd be like as the season goes on, if we're not picking up results.
0: I wouldn't say he was narky, no. I mean, um, I, I didn't, yeah, no, I think that's harsh. I think that's harsh, I think tim is somebody who's going to um have a interesting relationship with the press i would i would imagine that's just the vibe i get off him it's too early to say too early to know but like the one thing about tim clancy is he will never have worked in a situation like he's going to be forced to work in a cork city he'll never had the attention daily weekly he'll never have had uh, the number of eyes looking at him. And I don't care how big a club people think St. Pat's is. It's not a touch on Cork City in terms of the passion of the fan base, the numbers of the fan base. You've got you've got a one-club city. I don't mean that as an, an insult to Cove Rambers in any way, shape, or form, but Cove are kind of on the outskirts of the city and the rest <laughs> of it. <laughs> and Shane Keegan's just joined us out to hear me say that, you know. But I do, I do think there is... Um, I do think there's an element that, that Tim will never have worked under the scrutiny, maybe, that he's going to work under this year. And that's something he's going to have to get used to, basically, I suppose, more so than anything else. But no, I don't think he was in any way anarchy or anything, you know. Um, I just think...
2: We'll segue it in smoothly. We'll, we'll come back to that uh, game in a second and get Wayne's thoughts. But uh, we're delighted to be joined here on Totap by a man who needs no introduction, but we shall give him one anyway. A man who's managed... Uh, Wexford Dutes Galway United Dundalk and Cove Ramblers a man who has won the League of Ireland First Division a President's Cup and a Munster Senior Cup uh, in the least backhanded way possible a man who knows the League of Ireland First Division quite well Shane Keegan everybody
1: Dan two, two Munster Senior Cups Dan two
2: was it two? <laughs>
1: two two Monster Senior goals. I, I
2: left out FC Carlo as well. Apologies.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's that was the that was the start of it all. That was the start of it all. you remember the old A championship? Yeah. Do you remember that? We're, so, we're city, city involved in the old A championship, no?
3: Our B team was in it, wasn't it?
1: Was it, yeah. There was a rule that all every Premier Division side had to enter a Second string team into the old League of Ireland A championship, yeah. And then there was like five or six new entities that were trying to break into the League of Ireland, and uh, yeah, FC Carlo was one of them. My, my oh, we're,
3: crowd. were you managing them then? Were you?
1: I was, I was, ah. I was. That's, that's that's where I got my first uh National League gig, I suppose. All right, uh,
2: the, the, the Cork City B team win, I thought that was called Ramblers.
3: Hey. Still is. Oh.
1: <laughs> she has a good few good few B team fellas after getting promoted to the A team.
2: <laughs> Shane, how how did you get into management in the first place? You mentioned FC Cardo there.
1: Yeah, I I was always fairly like I was one of these, you know, these typical fellas who was uh average now is a compliment to put it mildly in terms of my actual playing ability but I was one of these fellas who could, could see see what needed to be do, done just didn't have the ability to actually do it um, but I, uh, I I suppose I ended up being made kind of captains of a lot of my underage teams even though I would have very 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 limited ability and um, yeah moved fairly quickly then from I, I mean I was literally finished playing not that I was much of a loss to the game I was literally finished playing by like nineteen twenty and already focusing in on my coaching badges Um, we had a particularly talented young fella here in my own local town in Rathdowney who uh, was only 12 or 13 at the time and he was an extremely talented boy and I suppose I wanted to see if I could help him progress as much as possible so I thought the best way for me to do that was for me to start my own coaching badges and try and turn myself into the best coach that I possibly could so that I could kind of help him along from there then and our pathways kind of overlapped for a while then he was kind of the best player at the club so he got in the county team next thing i'm coaching county then he gets in the regional development center then i'm coaching regional development center then he's in an international squad and kind of in and around that scene so i kind of dovetailed with him for 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 quite a while and uh, he got a scholarship to ucd to play soccer then and when he kind of headed off i was kind of going right he doesn't he doesn't need me anymore what am i uh what am i going to do with myself now and um yeah it was only at that stage i started to google Dan and found out that there was a league of ireland a championship team not too far from me i didn't even know there was such a thing as league of ireland a championship at the time to be honest um and uh yeah i wouldn't be kind of shy in circumstances like that i I picked up the phone i got a contact number for the chairman i picked up the phone i rang him uh told him i had just started my a license and that i was interested in in progressing um on that front and i was only I i was 27 at the time so Thankfully on the plus side, he had said he said to me, Look, he says, I've I have we are getting ready for the start of a new season. He says, I actually don't have a manager. He said, Look, you're you're twi- you're 27, so you're too young to be the manager. But if you want to come in and get pre-season started and, and start coaching the lads and getting them ready while I'm looking for a manager and then maybe stay on with the new manager. Um I said, Grand jet yeah, that, that sounds good. So I went down and got preseason up and running, and about four weeks into pre-season, he kind of came along to me and says, Listen, you seem to have this one. You seem to have this one sorted yourself. Do you want to? Do you want to plow on there and have a crack at it? Um, I said yeah, deadly. So that's that's kind of yeah. Kind of fell in fell into it that way, I suppose. Yeah.
2: Two things there very quickly. What's your opinion on the tactic four four two? Get the ball in the box. <laughs> we'll start with this one.
1: <laughs> um, Look, I'd be, I'd be a, uh, I suppose to count to, to the best fellow I can think of to try and compliment it would be I'd be an Angelotti, right? I'm a massive, massive fan of Carlo Ancelotti because I love the fact that he'll go to a club, he'll see what they have, and then he'll decide what is the best way for this team to play based on the players that I have. And look, I have the height of respect for the likes of a, a Guardiola and these kind of guys who have a nailed on philosophy and they get the team to fit the philosophy. But I don't that. I don't have a nailed on philosophy. I'll, I'll go and I'll see what sort of players we have. And if we have lovely ball playing players and a lovely pitch, we'll try and get down and we'll try and play out from the back and tick a tack and all that kind of crack. Whereas if I've got what I had in Cove, which was. couple of things to factor in an awful lot of attack and talent in the final third of the field so therefore I felt we need to get the ball into the final third of the field as early as we can to let them do damage and secondly a a home pitch that quite simply ruled out the possibility of being able to try and play neat football out from the back with, with lots of neat intricate passes just not doable on the pitch that we had at Cove so um those couple of things kind of decided that we were going to be a little bit more direct <laughs> last year. So your four four two getting in the box is probably a, a, even though we were three five two rather than four four two. But there was a case of getting in the box as quickly as we could. To be fair, I think
2: Wayne is celebrating there. And also, do you use Football Manager um, to check the stats of your players?
1: no i don't we have we have wise scout i'm sure you've probably heard it mentioned we have Y scout which is an unbelievable platform um and leaves absolutely no stone on torrent you've got all your information there then there's the transfer transfer market website again i'm sure you guys have maybe come across it um just absolutely endless endless reams of information um but it's come it's come a long, long way dan like when i when i came into the league at first well, I, used, I, I would try and make as many games as I possibly could. I actually ended up in Cove a huge amount because we I was at Wexford and we played on a Friday night. And there was only two teams that played on a Saturday night. That was Cove um, and Longford. So every Saturday night, uh, because there was no White Scouts and no way of looking, no TVs, The only way to, to look at upcoming opposition was to be there in the flesh and watch the game um so i would i would head for either longford or cove pretty much every saturday night one or the other to try and get a game in but the, the, the other teams who were playing on a friday night um if you, again you, you probably remember because you were covering the league so long but like the only way the, really the only website covering league of ireland football to any great degree back then was extratime.ie um who were, you know some brilliant guys over there that, that kind of run it nearly on a, a purely voluntary basis so what I what I would do is I, I used to have a contact list of all the extra time.e reporters with their, their mobile numbers. Um and I'd ring them I'd ring them, I'd ring them on a Saturday. If if we were due to play a team on the following week and they were after I saw the extra time report and saw their name was on the extra time report, I'd pick up the phone, and I'd ring them and I'd say, Listen, what was what was the shape, who was playing where, who did well, who didn't do well and that used to be the only way of doing your opposition analysis. Whereas now you've you can spend hours, hours pouring over it on Voice you know?
2: Yeah, I suppose I'm kind of cautious. We have a limited amount of time with you, so I suppose we'll just get straight into it a bit. Um, What What does it take to win the first division?
1: Um, A lot of luck, I suppose, is the first thing. Um, A a centre forward who can get you an absolute ass load of goals kind of helps as well. So it does. Um, (laughs) Apart from that,
2: we're shagged on that front, anyway. (laughs)
1: Uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know um, Yeah, look, I mean, the year we were won I've, I've spoken about before, I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous I know, I know Roland Kotlin went one better this year But, I mean, what Danny did for us Look, Roland Coughlin was playing in a, a team of full-time footballers um, What Danny Furlong did for us that season Was was quite incredible, really To score 30 league goals in 27 league games For a, a part-time outfit um, And, look, the big thing for, for Danny that year And I suppose for any striker, really, is More than any other position, they're the ones who most um, thrive on confidence. And the big thing for Danny was Danny never went to two games in a row in that entire season without scoring a goal. So he never, ever started to doubt himself or anything like that. And look, there's huge similarities between the Wexford team and last year's Cove team in that, and I mean this as a compliment to them rather than, than as a slight to them, in both scenarios, you had a situation where you had 10 players who were set up to serve one master. Willing to absolutely work their socks off, willing to carry a fella a little bit because that, that the superstar goal scorer in both teams, you know, maybe mightn't have had a, a, a sky high uh, work rate, maybe. Um, but the rest of the team saying, okay. He gives us that X factor. So we'll work. Out. We'll we'll put in the extra few yards to make sure he can stay up there and just worry about putting the ball in the back of the net. Obviously, Danny first time round and, and and Jack second time round. Um and it takes a particular group mentality to 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 buy into that style of play. Um, and I was lucky in both senses that they did, I suppose.
2: Yeah, who were your favourites for the first division this year?
1: Favourites as you look I know, like it obviously it has to be yourselves and like rightly so. I don't know if I'd have the as heavy favourites as as the bookmakers have to put the odds on is 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 a, probably a little bit silly. I think I I think there is decent teams there who can go about putting it up to you. Um, but if look if you're asking me to put the house on on, on I can only pick one team. It's absolutely yeah. yourselves that I'm going with.
2: Who's who's the biggest threat?
1: I like what Bray are pulling together. Um, I'd be a big fan of McGorson. Um, I think he's a big, big signing for them. If I had stayed on a Cove, he would absolutely have been the one I would have been going after to, to replace to replace Wilson. Um, I think that's a very good signing. In terms of who I would have been going after to replace Jack, it would have been Shane Griffin. So they've gone and signed the two of those, to be honest with you. They were, those two names were, were, were top of my shopping list. Um, so I think the two of those are are really really good signings for them. Um, young Ben Feeney was was one of the most impressive players in in the league last year as well. Um, super really super bit of stuff, and they've they've got quality all over the field. And look, Ian will be looking to bounce back because Ian will be very very disappointed with how last year went. Obviously, he had started to build a really good reputation for himself down in Wexford, but like they, you know, with the resources they had, Bray absolutely should have been minimum finishing in the playoffs last year, and they didn't. So. I think he'll have a bit between his teeth in terms of trying to bounce back. Look, they've they've got Max Murphy, a really, really good attacking fullback. They brought in Killian Cantwell, another man that was on my my shopping list. Um, I think they've done very, very well. Um, I think they could be the ones. UCD, by the way, I'd also have a slight outside thing for UCD. We we played them in the cup. um, We played them in the FAI Cup last year, and we couldn't get near them. We absolutely couldn't get near them. And I remember my overriding thought coming out from there is, well, these points are way better. Even though they're bottom of the Premier, they're way, way better than anything that we've come up against in the first division. Way better. Um, and look, I know they've lost a couple. They've lost Jack Keeney and, and a couple more from that team. But they just always find replacements, don't they? You see, they're just constantly churning, up, churning out talented young fellas, you know?
2: Yeah. Um, you mentioned leaving Cove. What was the the main reason for that?
1: ah yeah look i think um i think to be honest with you i think it, it's it i was surprised that it came as such a surprise in that i think anybody who picked up on my conversation with Decky there towards the end of the season i, th- I thought they you know i was kind of hinting in that interview hinting as much as i could that you know it's it starting to look like it's going to be impossible for me to do these to do these two things together and and yet people didn't really, it still seemed to come as a bit of a shock. It was, no, look, Dan, it's, it's, it's simple. I, I started a new job. It's it's a, it's, it's a pretty high-profile enough job in our area, back here in Leash. Um, and, look, there's I'm putting in massive hours at the moment. Look, thankfully, it's a job I, I really enjoy. So... You know, you get to Sunday evening and you realise you're after putting in a 60-hour working week without realising that you're after putting in a 60-hour working week, but trying to marry that with um, managing a League of Ireland team and most importantly, making sure that home life was still um, running well and that... You know, Roisin is incredibly patient with me, but there's only so much patience that that somebody can have too. And uh, while she will be patient with me, Connor, who is now nine, will have no problem whatsoever in telling me that I haven't been around all week and that I better do better <laughs> next week. <laughs> uh-huh. So, look, it was it was very important to get that side of things right as well.
2: Yeah, what what are your Valentine's Day plans looking like?
1: <laughs> it's, uh, it's not, as, not as bad this year, <laughs> a little bit more freedom around it this year than in the past, thankfully I
0: just want to go back to Bray and Magnerson or Mag- blah, 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 Magnerson, uh Shane, because you said he would have been on your sh- shopping list, he would have been on my shopping list for Cork City I don't know whether we ever were players Bray got him, but the biggest concern, I think he's probably the best striker in the division, but keeping him fit seems to be a massive issue and, and Longford couldn't keep him fit for any period of time last year you know um have you any insight into what what those injuries were and whether they are something that could affect them long term or would you expect them to be fully fit this year
1: no i don't know you've made a good point yeah that is definitely the one thing that he struggled with and i don't think even just last season i think he's got a kind of an injury record there since he since he he came into the league um yeah look in terms of his profile um look you, you know Sure, Tim won't mind me saying I, I didn't mention it to Tim because obviously Tim was looking at Wilson, um, he was looking at Dobsey, he was looking at at, at you know, there was a couple of names floating around there, I suppose, in terms of that kind of um physical profile of 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 centre forward. But yeah, I, I think he's look, I think he's a really, really excellent player. Yeah, the the question mark is whether they can keep him fit. Um, but if they can, I think he has the potential. I, I think he has the potential to even be the league's top goal
0: scorer, I really do. Oh yeah, Paddy Power will be slashing prices left, right and centre now in the back of that statement. <laughs> before, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, have until, we have until Wednesday to get a few pounds know now, lads. Um, yeah, just just to back up the call, what you were saying about the interview with me, I'll never forget it because obviously the interview went out and Eileen Ring, who we all think amongst those of us who are involved in so tap Eileen is light years ahead of the rest of us. Like, you know, I remember Eileen ringing me and saying, you know, Shane's on his way out of Cove." There's no way he's staying after that interview with you. He's basically telling you he's going or he's on the verge of going. I was like, ah, no, I don't think it was that way. I don't think he was that She's like, would you ever go away and listen to it again and uh, <laughs> listen to what the man is actually saying, you know? So it's like, She's okay, fair very, player, very, very,
1: very insightful lady, fair play to her.
0: Yeah, um, but like, do you, feel, do you feel like you overachieved last year, Shane?
1: There's a, absolutely no doubt about it. Um, absolutely no doubt about it, I think. I think people probably still look. Obviously, I'm going to say this because it reflects well on us. But I, th- I think people would still be shocked if they knew the kind of money that that our players were on. Um, they really, really would. Um, like you're talking are you. are lows. Sorry. Are you allowed to say? Oh, oh <laughs> low, low is low is putting it mildly. Yeah, yeah, and that's why you have such admiration for them. I mean, you'd you'd be talking about you know three quarters of that panel it must be nearly costing them to play for Cove because like if you're if you're picking up hundred quid a week and you're you know you're doing the amount of driving that you're doing and you're cutting hours in work here and there um you know it's it's it takes a certain type of person um to be willing to do that and like they're 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 absolutely incredible group of players absolutely incredible group of players now don't get me wrong there was a handful of them there that you know we managed to get local businesses that was the only way around it because the the board were fantastic and the key thing here for me with the board was as well was you know you're trying to get the balance right between looking for a few quid to be as competitive as possible but absolutely under no circumstances putting them in financial trouble and that's been kind of the key thing everywhere that I've ever been is I, I'm, I'm absolutely not going to push for money that, that I know isn't there um, and even when we, you know, when you look at, at the window where we looked at bringing in Dean Narkin and, and Mikey Rowe the money wasn't there for us to bring in those two players and Quite simply, we looked at it, it wasn't there, okay. It's not there. Can we think outside the box and can we go and try and find another way of making it happen? And then we're lucky enough to sit down with the likes of MIG Insurance who McCarthy Insurance who who stepped forward and put up the money and basically put forward the money for those two players to be signed, because that's the only way of of making something like that happen. So there was look, obviously, look, obviously Jack Gardy's not on hundred quid a week. I'm not saying that, but you know the vast majority of the boys are kind of in and around that mark, and I, I just think for them to go toe to toe with some full time setups, um, you know to finish, I suppose, top of all the non football, all the non full time setups was a remarkable achievement from them. Um, but a real look, they're just a really solid, solid group of fellas there. In fairness, you know,
2: yeah, Cove. It just seems like with the family atmosphere, has a bit of a special club, really. What's the biggest compliment you can give to the people down there?
1: The biggest compliment i can give and I'd, I'd probably to be fair i'd probably include the season of Wexf- at, at wexford indies it was just the most enjoyable year i've ever had in football um you know <laughs> without, without uh spilling the beans too much you, you got you you've got one uh probably our, our number one character within the group has now gone in your direction there and charlie lions charlie is a charlie's a gas man you know he puts he could come out with anything he'd say anything you know and uh, you know, Char- Charlie would have turned around to me and said, "Like, look at the players you were working with at Dundalk. How the f- do you feel been stuck with us shower of Ages, And <laughs> now, <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be saying, "You'd like you'd be saying to Charlie, but like, like I was only a, a minor part in a cog at Dundalk, so I was." Whereas. This was yours. This was something you were building, and you were able to decide. You were able to decide on the character and the type of person you brought in around the place, and like we—that's what we just did. We, we we really really focused on on strength of character when we were bringing in. I just think the chemistry within the group was 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 fantastic, and more than anything, that's what allowed us to uh allowed us to do as well as we did.
2: Yeah, uh, going back to the time when Colin Healy leaves Cork City, were you ever approached to to be manager of the club?
1: No, no, absolutely not, and I know there were rumors kind of circulating and at this stage there'd be nothing stopping me saying that that I was if I was but no no at, at no stage um as I say, people had passed comment on it to me and I know within Cove they were kind of fearful of it they they you know they were kind of half expecting that might happen, but no, no, it, it actually never happened and I and I would know Dermot reasonably well I'd have met Dermot at a at a couple of events and all that kind of thing um so you know if 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 I suppose. I would say, I I would say Dermot had his mind made up early enough what direction he was going, and I'd say as well as that, he's fairly clued in. Whatever about before I got the lease job, I'd say from the time I got the leash job, Dermot probably would have been clued in enough to know. Well, you know, sure, this fella can't commit to full time football, even if we did fancy him or even if we did think he was a a, a half decent person maybe to approach. You know, when
3: could, could you have done a job last season?
1: Um, last with, with, season, with,
3: with what we had and maybe a few extra quid to spend in the transfer window
1: oh he have he have good players <laughs> he absolutely had, had good players last year um, no doubt about that in, in, in my opinion and if I'm honest I I, I didn't I didn't think he'd go down um, I didn't think he'd go down I thought I thought look obviously Rory's goals were absolutely exceptional I suppose the thing for me Wayne obviously is I'm jumping back to the previous season um, I know I wasn't in the core role for that long, but I mean the players that you had were so far above first division standards in my opinion. You know, you were you know, way 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 ahead. Um, and I thought that those quality that standard player would be enough to to keep you up where you are. I, I thought you might even find a way out of out of the rele, out of the, the relegation playoff game. Um, but I fully expected. I did fully um, I, you know I did fully expect you to win the promotion relegation game. If I'm honest, yeah.
0: I'm sorry, two cents. Shane, as you look at that game so and you talk about you expected us to win that relegation game. Why didn't we win it? Was there something jumped out at you about that game and about us that night that you can say, God, that's that's one of the reasons they didn't win that game
1: <laughs> Can I be completely honest honest with ya? you? Can? You're yeah. really, really Excellent. you're really, really asking the wrong man here. Do you know what was going on that night? It was the Cove Ramblers end of season party. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were in we were in the clubhouse we did have it on a big screen in the background i do remember that but there was also a band playing and there was a fistful of pints being drank from around six o'clock that evening uh so my ability to tactically analyze that game decky is, <laughs> is, is is not good i'm <laughs> afraid
0: and the funniest the funniest thing is if wilson Waweru <laughs> scores and turners cross 90 seconds before waterford go down the other end and score you're probably playing us in that game that night because I don't, I think that's the sliding doors moment. Wilson scores there, and you're, you're in that final. I'm absolutely convinced of it, and he should score.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I think we had one more after that as well. Alec Byrne, um, Alec Byrne, yeah. their, their keeper makes a brilliant save from 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 Alec as well. Um, and look, the gas thing is, then, that he, You know, I'm saying that I never expected you to go down, but but yet. I suppose because this is the way the season had gone for us and because of and I know they're only I know they're only Munster Senior Cup games, but because we'd had a bit of success in the Munster Senior Cup games against you as well, like so we would have been going into a playoff final with you fully convinced that we were definitely going to be able to beat you. Fully convinced that yeah. we were definitely going to be able to beat you. But but at the same time, reality is if I was a Cork City fan, I absolutely would have preferred to be playing Cove Ramblers than Watford as well, because like they, you know, individually man for man, there's no doubt they have far superior quality to us. Um, and again, that's not a slight in our lads; it's more of a compliment than what we achieved. Um, but if if I was a city, if I was a city fan, I would have been uh, I would have been <laughs> for once in my life hoping Ramblers won that game. To be honest,
2: yeah. Do you think there was a mentality issue with Cork City last year? You mentioned we had the quality. What just what was it about that group and it just didn't seem to click?
1: Actually, I don't know. Like again, again, there's no point in me kind of giving kind of false, you know, false some summarizations then when the problem is when you're when you're when you're managing in the League of Ireland First Division, you are all consumed by the League of Ireland First Division. So in any situation where I've been asked to comment on the League of Ireland Premier Division, I've been kind of holding my hand up and saying, well, hold on, I'm actually one of the worst guys you can ask here because every Friday night when the League of Ireland Premier Division is on, I'm tied up with the League of Ireland First Division. And when it comes to analysing what went on over the weekend, I don't really give a shit what went on in the Premier Division. I'm, I'm neck deep in analysing what went on in the First Division. So I wouldn't have had a wonderful eye on it, other than, as I say, looking at the personnel that you had available to you." and um, and thinking you know that that team should be able to stay up now at the same time you know i I also would have questioned the recruitment a little bit do you know um like there was a reasonable budget to work with there i just thought there could have maybe been a little bit more proven um league of ireland quality got in a got in around the setup you know just
0: to go back very quickly to the interview, we did a thing and you mentioned that you'd been telling fellas in the Cove dressing room that it was a great dressing room to be in and they have to remember when Premier Division clubs come in for them that, you know, it mightn't the the grass isn't always greener is what you were saying When I think about that now, I mean were you at that time talking to Charlie Lyons and Jack Doherty and, and War City already after making moves at that stage for those two guys?
1: Um yeah, look, I, I I was definitely talking to the to the Jackson the J- Look, I, I you know, I if I'm honest, you know, there was probably six names, um there was probably six names at Cove that I thought there's gonna be serious, serious interest for the six of these. Um despite what I said in the dressing room about the grass not always been greener, five <laughs> of the six are gone. Um Keen Key C- Brown is is the only one that surprises me probably that that um I don't know whether there, whether it was a case that there was some bigger plays made to sign Keane or whether it was that there was some big plays made to sign Keane, but they knocked him back. I'm not hundred percent sure which way what that what that was. Um he's a cracking lad and he's probably made a very good decision in that sense it with staying with Cove because he's he's gonna be nailed on there and it's only his second season in 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 the League of Ireland. So, you know, that makes sense from that side of things. Um but yeah, look, I didn't... Look, while I was hinting at it, don't get me wrong, when I was having that conversation with you, um, there was There genuinely wasn't a final decision made because part of it was slightly going to be out of my hands as well anyway in terms of, of the Leash gig and having conversations with, with Leash GA and all of that. Um, so it wasn't that I knew in the dressing room that I was definitely gone, far, far from it. Um, but I knew that there might be a chance that I might be gone. Um, and what I wanted to do was... To try and leave Ramblers in the best possible position that I could, that if it was a case that I was out the gap, you know, could I say something in that dressing room that hopefully might sink in with lads and might give them the best chance possible of of, of trying to retain players? Um, and look, it didn't, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And and don't get me wrong again, at, at the same time, I completely understand why some of the players have made some of the moves they've made. It would have been very, very hard for them to knock back. The offers that they've that they've received for some of like almost all of the players who have left the moves they've made they make sense they make sense I can see how in each of their personal circumstances they make sense how does you know we were always going to lose Lee Stacey. that was always a one season geek. there was no way he was going you know the traveling he was doing was ridiculous he was never going to be able to to do that. Um look from from a co Rambler's point of view, it's actually a very good thing that he's gone to Rovers because I I thought he'd end up at a Bray or, you know, one of the Dublin clubs that they'd be competing against. So from their point of view, it's good that he's out of the picture. Um, you know, Wilson, premier football, back up close to home. Um, Mikey Rowe, you know, back close to home again, another fellow was doing a huge amount of travelling. And then look, when, when when yourselves come knocking for for the lads as you have done as well, very, very hard for them to to, to knock back those situations as well, you know.
0: When well, all those guys have to leave and then Shane how do you see Cole faring this season? It's going to be a difficult difficult season for them.
1: Yeah look the the thing that's going to work for them is that there's some tremendous leaders um, and characters still left within that dressing room. I look at at Brendan frahel who is you know when I say about being surprised that that certain players didn't leave like Brendan frahel is absolutely good enough in my opinion to be playing full time football but he's I know his mindset, he's called true and true, so I was never really in any fear that he would actually leave, but he certainly has the ability to have to, to leave. But say Brendan Frahel Pierce Phillips, Dale Holland, Jason Abbott, Keen Brown, the fact that they've got those kind of people still in the dressing room, um, I think hopefully should still make them very, very competitive. Reality is, you know, you've lost your top three really in, in, in Wilson, Jack and Mikey. Um and you've lost your, your keeper and your left left footed centre half. I, I don't think they've managed to replace uh, Charlie in, in the sense that they haven't brought in a left footed centre half. Um, so that is absolutely going to make life tougher. Definitely going to make life tougher. Matthew McKevitt, Liam Kervik have scored a bag of goals in pre season, so hopefully they'll be able to fill the void that's left there. Um, although I saw they did have a disappointing result today in the Munster Senior Cup against against Kerry. Um so that I suppose a result like today just shows that it, it is going to be tough. It is going to be tough. Gary's first year is, as 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 a proper League of Ireland manager as well. Um I really, really hope things go well for him there. But look, I think the club are realistic enough to know that there needs to be a little bit of an adjustment of expectation there as well for the moment, um, before hopefully then kicking on again.
2: Shane, what can you tell us about Jack Doherty? <laughs>
1: um ah yeah jack where, where, where do i start <laughs> uh look jack jack is outrageously talented he's absolutely outrageously talented um there's always a player dan i i call it i call it a domino player so again you know i would have had it at, at wexford when we got danny over the line i had it at galway when we got ronan murray over the line there's always a player that you sign that makes or that makes people you know go oh what's going on there kind of a thing and jesus they, they might actually be decent i wouldn't mind getting involved there they, that could be a decent setup um and look it was christmas time 2022 um we very 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 nearly missed out on him he had agreed terms um with another club and and rang me to tell me that he was after agreeing terms with another club and i asked him to give me give me one hour um give me one hour before going down to to go and sign any paperwork and we came back. We came back with with improved terms um, and said, "But I need it. I need it. I need it now, Jack. I need. I'll have somebody in your house at your house within the next half an hour with the farm." Yeah. Um, and and thankfully, he said yes to that. And he was. We gambled. We gambled, Dan. We really did because you know it was a big chunk of a, a team budget, probably to be honest, which had been put towards one player. And if that one player doesn't deliver, um, you're in trouble. Um, but he 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 actually he actually exceeded my expectations. He actually ex- I I and I've I've known Jack since he's 12, 13. I used to manage Kilkenny District League under 13, under 14 teams against Jack when he was playing with Waterford and he was beat me, fucking beat me way back then. So he was, and he was he was a player that I always wanted to try and, and get my hands on and work with at, at some stage if I could, but as good and all as I knew he was. He was still even better. He was still even better than I expected him to be. Um, he's the talented players. <laughs> the ta- the talented players tend to be. Uh, what's the phrase? I'm trying to be politically correct here. Harder to handle, <laughs> and, Jack fits, <laughs> and, Jack, and, and Jack fits the will There, Jack see, absolutely, he absolutely fits would have been the will there. No, 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 no. He he. Look, he's he, he, put it this way, I suppose. One of the one of the prime examples, and this is the good thing, is at least he's he's got um, he's got the awareness to know to know that he's hard to handle. Uh, we had our we had our hard to, we had our, our our end of season awards, and one of the the awards was for uh, biggest moaner. Um, and the brilliant thing is that Jack voted for himself. And Jack put himself down on, on the farm for the award of biggest boner, you know. Uh, so he's self-reflective enough to know to know uh, the sort of fella that he is. But look, he's just he's got very very high standards. He's ridiculously talented, and he does get frustrated sometimes when when those around him maybe aren't on the the, the same level as him. Um, but look, if you. If you put the arm around Jack and, and make him the centre of your universe, by Jesus, does he respond. By Jesus, does he respond. But, you know, it's a different dynamic now. It's a different dynamic going in with yourselves. Um, And again, I would have had a bit of a chat with team around him and all of that kind of stuff. Um, Look, I'm not saying you need to build the whole team around him, but he is that good that for me, for all the quality you've signed, I'd still be making him the absolute fulcrum of my team. And and I think if you do, I don't think he'll let you down. Know.
2: Yeah, you mentioned getting hands-on there. Were you a big fan of jacking off with Decky?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was, yes, that entertained me immensely over the course of the season, to be honest with you. Um, It certainly did, because look, again, like the gas thing is, like I would have been, I would have been kind of, look, I do, I do, I was doing a huge amount of driving. Um, I do quite a bit, I do a good bit of running as well, right? So you need to be entertaining the head. So, I would have audiobooks, podcasts, all of those on the go all the time. And obviously you're going to listen to podcasts and stuff that interests you. So I would have been listening to you just as a League of Ireland podcast that interests me for most of the year. But the next thing is it started to get towards that final quarter. I was going, okay... I need to start upskilling myself here and get my know-how as high as I can on Cork City. So he actually, at that stage, became a source of information for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in that you were telling me who was playing well, who wasn't playing well, what injury record were, were like, all of that kind of stuff. So was, at that stage, I was starting to listen to you with a pen and paper, to be honest.
2: <laughs> Just long notes oh, right. about Bulger. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: if, if you were Tim Clancy now, Shane... Is there anyone at the moment you'd be like, God, I need to sign him, someone who's not signed at the moment?
1: Oh Jesus, who's left? Who's left at this stage? I'm trying to think. There can't be too many. I mean, anything that's left is probably going to have to come in from outside of the country, isn't it? I don't know. You, you boys might be able to tell me if there's any players you've been rumored with. <laughs> I'm looking down, I'm looking down at my phone here. Um I don't know if you're if he if he look at it as much as I do. Um I know him obviously from my time at Wexford. Ron, Ron Ronan McCarthy. Ronan has a spreadsheet. I don't know if you come across this spreadsheet. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's top class. Um that gives all all of the squads, everybody that they've formally signed, and then a list at the bottom of of, of the players that they've lost. Um so I'm just looking down here at at your own list. Um no, look, there's there's you know, there's such a limited pool of players really, um, that it is very hard to come out with with stuff from outs come up with stuff from outside of the box. I would have been a huge fan, Keen excuse me keen brown being the perfect example again this year or i suppose my most successful one would have been been lee grace i'm, I'm a huge fan of of, of looking at at, at at amateur football and seeing is there is there anything there like is there something that could be pulled from that level um and i'll be honest with you i'm, I'm, I'm after been to a good few games in the last while and I, I still think there is i still think there is one or two i if I'll throw a curveball. Probably won't, probably won't overly surprise you if you've heard me speak speaking before. I tend to regurgitate the same names all the time. But <laughs> one, one, one that I would definitely consider worth investigating if I was Tim is Mikey Drennan. So Mikey's Mikey's back playing junior football in Kilkenny with Evergreen. Um, and he's just he's banging in goals. Like, absolutely banging in goals. But sure, of course he is. I mean, this is a fellow who's the top goal scorer in the under-19 next-gen Champions League. You know, whatever it is, seven, eight years ago. Um, you know, ability like that doesn't leave you. Um and they've they've probably got a second one as well, to be honest with you, Lee Lee Delaney. I I, I tried to sign both Lee and Mikey um at Cove and I had Mikey signed at Galway, only I got the bullet the, the week the week I was signing him. Um so that put <laughs> put the block on that one. Um but but Lee Lee is Lee is centre back for the Irish international amateur team. Um and he's a, he's a fine, fine player as well. Um, you know, there could be some kind of an outside of the box kind of move like that that could be still there be there to be made. I think all the obvious ones are are kind of done and dusted. I think it either comes in from, from outside the water or, or, or out, sorry, across the water, or somebody throws a curveball like a, like a Mikey Drennan. There's a Dean Walsh um down in Waterford, centre forward for Waterford Villa. Um, absolutely outstanding centre forward, absolutely outstanding centre forward himself, to me himself and Mikey Drennan. Um, are two fellas who are playing at amateur level, but are absolutely capable of hitting double figures in the League Maryland First Division. You know.
2: Well, okay, and I suppose when you're signing, if you're signing a player from abroad, what's the process like? Like the uh, that like, is it just videotapes? You do you have to go out to see them? What's the what's yeah. That
1: process? Yeah, look, the, the, Dan, the, judging whether he's a good enough player is the easy part because why scout? you know, there's just so much footage out there now that, you know, you will be able to get footage on absolutely everybody and anybody on Boy Scout. Um, the problem is that you're shooting in the dark in terms of of temperament and character and attitude, which to me outweighs outweighs ability every time. Um, and that's where you're, you know, you can do, you know, you might know somebody who knows somebody that you can ask what's he like and all of that kind of stuff, but that's definitely the harder part. Um, I haven't done it very often. I, I'm, I'm struggling to think of, really any occasions to be honest with you where even at, at Galway where I would have had a bit more of a budget to work with um obviously Dundalk the signings weren't weren't my doing so I didn't really have, have much of a feed in there um I suppose the only example even though he was still Irish probably the only example I could think was don't know if you remember him lads Ian, Ian the pra- I think you are uh, Rory Hale he's up at Cliftonville up the north now um I signed I signed Rory at, at Galway United halfway through the season there um and I didn't know Rory, but I suppose at least because he was Irish, I was able to make a few um phone calls and find out a bit about him. But like it's <laughs> it's gas because you're obviously you're obviously operating at a certain end of the spectrum there. Um and Rory, Rory was with Villa's twenty ones at the time. Did he have a um, twin
3: play for Terry or something? Did he? he
1: Ro- Ronan, yeah. He's he's a year he's a year or two younger. When actually he's not a twin. He's a year or two younger. He's he's doing very well at the moment. Ronan, in the Northern Irish League as well. Um, but Rory, Rory came in and did fantastically for me. But the gas thing is, like in situations like this, I'm sure Tim will have had similar scenarios where he was he was leaving. He was he'd been told he was going to be let go. He'd been told by Villa he was been let go uh, from their under twenty one setup. Um, he went on trial, lads. With I I had a I had a provisional deal done with him, and then he went on trial with some like tent and tear conference side that still has bigger budgets than we have in Ireland kind of a thing you know <laughs> and it was on a Saturday and the deal was if he did well in that game and they offered him a deal he was going to take it because he wanted to stay in England but if they didn't offer him a deal he was going to get on a flight literally on the Sunday and he'd be straight across to me so I'm sitting at home on a Saturday evening staring at my phone looking at updates from some ridiculous tier. I don't even know what they are called. Something moors, collie house moors, or some shite like this. Um, Sally Hill you know, moors, pray, is that? Sally something, Hill moors. something like that. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, and you're praying to God that he doesn't pop up having scored a goal, or you know <laughs> somebody makes a positive comment about him on Twitter, or, or something like that. Um, but that's the kind of you know when you're looking across the, wa- the the water, that's the kind of market that you're shopping in. Unfortunately, you know.
2: Who do you think um, should be the next Ireland manager? Who are you choosing?
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Look uh, uh, of the realistic options it, it it probably should be Lee Carsley. It's there is still an element of the unknown there because he's not overly proven, obviously, at at, at that kind of level. Um I I I used to host my own, I used to host my own coach podcast for the 42.e, and I did have Lee on as a guest for an hour one week. Um and he, he was intriguing to talk that. He was absolutely intriguing to talk, to talk about all things football. And I must say his his thoughts on football and how to coach and how to man manage players would fall very much in line with my own. So, if, you know, I almost have, you know, I, I'd like to see him get it. I think he could do a, a decent job. That said, I also don't think that the FAI have been anywhere near f- imaginative in this whole process. I Like, you know, we're looking at the same got like I, like I'm, I'm almost, yeah. I'm kind of saying Lee Carsy should get it because I'm nearly afraid who gets it if he doesn't get it. Um, whereas I just think, I, I just think there was an opportunity there to, you know, you know, trawl the world, see what's out there, you know, think outside the box, and try and bring in a mad name from from left the field that you think could do a could, could come in out of nowhere and be the next big thing. But I don't know if that process was. Undertaken
2: at all to be honest yeah sorry for jumping around now again I, I just know we're under pressure for time can you tell us a bit about um sean murray
1: <laughs> what a fella um got it. <laughs> got a couple of pictures of sean murray and charlie lyons sent to me there last week i think the boys had a night out there recently oh, <laughs> not bad, uh, well, I'm, not, no, I'm not hanging them now i not hanging them so no, it was a whole team it was a it was a, an approved. An approved preseason team night out Please. for everyone. No, 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 not, not absolutely not. Secret card. Um, huh? <laughs> I told I take I take Sean Murray anyway and told him he was better than to be hanging around with the likes of Charlie <laughs> Lions. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, a, a brilliant fella, absolutely brilliant fella. And again, I mean we spoke about the need to keep McGorson um fit. I mean you know, the so the only question here in my eyes is is you know, keeping Moza fit because he' is outre- he is so good. Oh my god, he is so good. Um in my opinion, attacking midfield um did an outstanding job for us in, in in the ten. Um, you know, can get on the ball, can come and join the midfield, can get the ball and link the play, but it's his ability to make late runs into the box. He's brilliant at him. He's absolutely brilliant at timing those late surges into the box to come on to something. Um, and for a fella who's not a whole lot taller than me, fantastic in the air. He's got some leap on him. I'll tell you that. Absolutely some leap on him. I think I'd comment to you, Deck, that he, uh, Tim kale he, he reminds me of Tim kale Um, yeah. in that sense that you know just the timing of the run and the spring of the turn run. League of Ireland wise, Raf Kataro. Remember Raff was like five foot nothing and yet yeah, he used to yeah. get his head on the on the end of everything. Um Moses has got that ability as well. Not so much for flick-ons, but just coming on to cross as late. Um, but as as solid as you could meet, he he'll be a dream for Tim, in that he'll he'll give him absolutely no problems whatsoever.
2: Something I have to ask you about. Is that a signed Maradona uh George? Oh yeah. Back?
1: That's that that's that's pride of place in the home, so it is. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a story there too. Um my my first ever football jersey was um an argentina jersey with maradona on the back for the 1986 world cup so i was born at the end of 81 so i was about four and uh because of it my 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 uh my mother would be uh, sentimental and all that and would associate maradona with me and all that because he was my first football in love and all that but my mother my mother went off to a, 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 a work event that was one of these uh, charity auctions, silent auctions. And she plowed them with wine first, because that's that's how you make money at these. Get them all drunk, and the next thing they'll, you know, they'll, they'll throw out money that they hadn't intended throwing out, you know. So uh, the mother presents me with this as, she actually gave it to me for when I got married. She gave it to me as my, my wedding present when we got, when myself and she got married. And uh, to this day, like she won't, she actually won't tell me how much she paid for it. Like she just telling, oh. she just told me to put it on the house That's a lot of say. <laughs> so basically, she was lot drunk <laughs> and bid way over the top to ensure that she won <laughs> the, the jersey in the silent auction. I'd say, but uh, yeah, probably worth mm-hmm. a few quid now. That's some lad the in the back
2: probably just signed beforehand.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe so. I've seen it done before. I'll be honest. <laughs>
2: I cautious the time there, but uh Dick, Wayne, Is there anything you want to ask Shane before we leave him go?
3: That was literally the only question I wanted to ask him and he dived in, so we're all good. That was a great answer. <laughs> Dickie.
0: Just basically, Shane, what, what's your top five, your top five, the playoff teams for the for the first division this year? Boom.
1: I would be stunned if I can't give you the top four. No, sorry, when I say I can give you the top four, I I'm I couldn't guarantee you the order. I would think I would think Cork City finished first and some combination of Bray, UCD, and Wexford are the next three. Um, to me, I think those four teams have immensely more quality than anybody else, to be honest with you. Um, and I do think Cork have, have that bit more than the rest. Obviously, again, you know, we've spoken about some of them, but if you know, they can keep Greg Pulcher fitting on the pitch as well, you know, guys like that are are, you know, probably still Premier Division class, really. Muzza's Premier Division class Jack Charlie Lyons, in my opinion, to Premier Division class. So I would see, I do think yourselves at first. I also would Tim, I would get on very well with Tim. And I, I, I think he did an absolutely sensational drop, job with, with Drahda. Um I know it didn't go quite as well for my Pats but he did do a sensational drop job at Drahada. And I, I hope he's able to replicate that with yourselves. So I think it's yourselves first. I think those other three who nicked the last playoff spot. Uh I don't know. I think it could be I think it could be a battle between between Ramblers and Harps. Um I think Harps will do a lot better this year than they did last year. But but to be honest with you, I think you could you could draw a blanket over I'm surprised that Treaty. I think when I think we all thought there was going to be a big injection of cash at Treaty and that they were going to be immensely improved, but um that hasn't really proven to be the to be the case. So I would think Kerry and Treaty, you know, will, might find it difficult to get into that picture. But I think the other three uh what are we left with? Longford, Finn Harps, Cole. Yeah, at loan. I don't know. Perot was incredible, lads. I think, I think per- Perot gone out of that loan team. There's a fella you could have gone after, by the way. What a player. What a player. Um, But uh, with Perot gone out of that, that loan team, I'm not sure if they'll be able to replicate what they did last year either, to be honest.
2: Yeah. Um, are you going to come back to the LOA management?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, to be honest with you, look, there's this, this kind of certainty there. The gig I'm in at the moment, I, I absolutely love it. I think there's, uh, it is the kind of gig that it could be in for the next 10 years. But I also think that it's probably only going to take me a year or two to get a really good handle on it. And maybe, hopefully, hopefully it becomes a job that rather than have been 60 hours a week, it, it is more manageable again in a normal 30 yeah. hour, 30 to 40 hour working week. And that then would free up the time to to have another crack at League of Ireland because I I, I will miss it as soon as things get heated up again for sure.
2: Full time at Cork City uh, someday. Shane, thanks so much for joining us here. Really thanks, appreciate, Shane, it. appreciate it. it. Fantastic. Cheers, lads. No problem. Have a good one. Thanks a lot. Cheers. And that is the end of our first half. Come back. In the second half, where we will continue on with our pre uh, preseason game review from the City Shells game, and we we'll, of course we will go to the mailbox.
1: Hey toe become an elite supporter of your favorite podcast by signing up to our Patreon. For as little as 2 euro a month, you can help us to continue to bring you all your favorite Cork City FC news and fun. Imagine life without Lean Bossin. Imagine not hearing Commie Watch. Well, it's time to stop being a tight arse and sign up to one of our five tiers. Each tier has different perks for you. Click the link on toetap.ie or head to patreon.com forward slash tap. We're broke and poor and need your hard earned cash.
2: And welcome back to part two, Toad Tapper. Lads, that was some chat with uh, Shane. What a man.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, you, you can you just know the depth and breadth of knowledge that he has is incredible. Like, and it's, um, we only touched on a very, very small part of it there, but even, even the fact that he's talking about strikers who are playing junior football in Waterford, who he thinks could score double digits in the, in the league of Ireland first division, no problem. Like, I mean, there's very, very few people in the country who have that level of knowledge around the game, you know? So, um, glad that he's willing to talk to us and glad that he is a friend of the pod, you know, and um, obviously he listens. Like if, so. if we
3: end up with Mikey Drennan in a couple of weeks that's going to be a top tap exclusive. And
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It is true, it is true. It would be amazing if we signed Mikey Drennan. I
3: would, wouldn't it? We try and get him back like once every couple of mo- couple of weeks if we can. Every once a month.
0: Yeah, get back that's in. true.
3: That's true. <laughs> He'd probably be looking for a wage at that
2: stage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, no, does it come a point whereby the club wouldn't sign Mikey Drennan just because Shane Keegan said on this podcast that Mikey Drennan would be a good signing?
3: Well, then we've won, Decky <laughs> It's game over, like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's no winning. There's no winning. Psychology, the they'll him win. out. No no one in the uh, club uh, listens to this they
3: podcast. They don't. No, they
0: don't. That's they true, don't. too. That is true. That is true, too.
3: Wayne, what was your biggest takeaway from um, the Shane chat? I just loved the jersey. I saw it yeah. the first minute. I couldn't concentrate. All I wanted to do was just find out about the jersey. Um, it was good, though. It was nice getting to a V chat because it was a bit like an OTB. Like, it was a bit kind of just listening to Jesus. This is like an OTB chat here. Um, but no i think he's very knowledgeable i think like you know it's 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 different he was saying like he doesn't need really to get players from abroad much which is kind of i suppose he 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 feels he doesn't need to because we have the players in in ireland i suppose it's different if he was managing a top tier club higher up the table it might be different but the level he was kind of managing at i suppose it, it's perfect for him which is probably what we should have been doing really um this season which we haven't done um Maybe, you know, I I, I thought it was very interesting. Two of you fighting over over questions was kind of funny too. (laughs) I just sat back here and just watched through (laughs) you. Dickie, is there anything you want to say? I'll allow you this time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, look, I mean, no. All I can say is that shane was always extremely good to me personally and extremely good to this podcast when he was in cove and you know if he ends up somewhere and he said he will be back in a few years time and if we're still on the go you know he's going to be very good to us again and like i mean um yeah i mean as i said he didn't have to be he was always very good to us i have no doubt he'll be very good to us again in the future so um i hope he does come back um yeah, I do. I hope he does come back and the league the league needs characters like Shane, you know, and, and needs the depth of knowledge that he has. Um so yeah, I think well, the sooner he's back in the league, the better for, for the league. I think he'd be he'd be a good there.
3: fit to UCD, do you know that? Dealing with the young players. Mm. I think so. It's just it's, it's certain things about, like put Jet Dharty putting the arm around the shoulder. He seems to be kind of more in in tune with Players these days, that's kind of what yeah. I gathered from the half hour. Like, so, I gathered. So, I think it could be an option in the future for him. He seems like a very like, per- personable person, like, as yeah. you said, he
2: cares more about the character of the player rather than the uh, quality, which so is that's something we needed
3: last season badly.
2: We just move it straight on to the mailbox. I think yep. we've had okay. enough of the shells review, no one wants to be listening to that anyway. Sure. Uh, Dicky if you'll do the honours. <laughs> Ah yeah in black
1: and white
3: Early in
2: the morning. Dara Hogan comes in, her Dermot Usher and some of the Monster Rugby lads are doing speeches and answering questions tomorrow. Anyone have news or know what's happening? At the other three amigos, anything
3: lads. I heard a radio ad, I think, mentioning something. I had a few drinks at the weekend, and someone texted me about this, and I can't even remember who it was. So I'm going to have to read and see what it said. There was definitely something in this. Um, no, I'll be all day looking for it. Crack on. I don't know what the answer was. We we'll know for next week. Kitman, it
0: was Mick, the Irish uh, market. The Irish market. If you want to ask me, I can tell you, lads. Decky, what's this about? it's the Irish marketing Institute have something on in UCC where Dermot is speaking it's in relation to um, sports marketing and sports businessship business ownership and things like that he's one of the speakers there along with a couple of people from Munster rugby what day it's on I'm not entirely sure but um, that's definitely what it is I did look into tickets and things like that it's 25 euros if you're a member of the marketing institute and i think it was 35 if you're not a member um i'm not a member and i'll be honest and i'm paying 35 quid to go to it so
1: um,
2: (laughs) (laughs) okay that answers that uh kit man mick mick ring uh, he would responded to us on Instagram. He just said, just extend my thanks to all supporters who shared our missing a person appeal last week. Yeah, brilliant stuff. Thanks to everyone brilliant who stuff, did that. That yeah. was absolutely incredible. We did address it on the Patreon um, episode, yeah. but yeah, that whole thing was amazing news. Obviously, terrible to happen, but amazing news ultimately in the end. Uh, Garrett, uh, the boy Barry, can we get a poll up to see who calls it red sauce, tomato sauce, our ketchup, thanks. We'll get on it. We'll get on it during the week, and we shall see what you think is going to win out.
3: It depends what um,
2: part of Cork you're living in.
3: That's what it is, really, isn't it? If you're in the north side, it's red sauce. If you're south side, it's one or two. Is that
2: right? Yeah, I would say so. I think ketchup is the most common one. I, I'm putting my money on ketchup, but we should see. Uh, Philip Morrissey comes in. All the talk was regarding the need for a number nine to replace Keats and another centre back. Has there been any word on that? Decky'll be the man who'll have the answer yes. Address.
0: Yeah, we we can exclusively reveal Cork City are going to sign Mikey Drennan before the season begins. And that will solve the issues up top. Centre back, I believe they're looking at Brendan Frahl from Cove, but again, that um is Okay, so two boys are looking at me stunned now like I'm talking? Seriously, no. Shane Keegan mentioned Brendan <laughs> Fraser. <Frey> <laughs> i somebody laughing. who could play at a higher level, Dan. You know,
3: um, so. Dan was listening, obviously. We we're looking at the jerseys.
0: No, no. Yeah, names have just gone over his head. Uh, but look, no, it's, 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 I don't know. I haven't heard anything. None of us have heard anything. It's like, there's just silence. I mean, we brought in Nathan Wood um, on loan from... Newport, Newport. To me, looking at his profile, he's a midfielder. Maybe Newport fans online have said he can play wide. You know, Dave described him as a wing, as a winger. Tim Clancy in his interview, when was it? Was it after the show? No, it wasn't. I don't know. I heard him speak somewhere at something. Oh, sorry, he did. Yes, he did the piece in Bishopstown last friday i think it was maybe Thursday or friday and he specifically name dropped him as being somebody who can come in and help out up up front up top there's not much of that in his profile um shane mentioned transfer market all these places that you go to look at players and try and dig up their stats and all this stuff there isn't really anything in his profile anywhere online that says he is a striker Tim name dropped him. He also name dropped Jaden Uma as being the second option alongside Kian Murphy. Jaden Uma 15. No, he's an incredible player, lads. Like the the lad could be anything, but he's 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 15 and he plays wide for the academy teams as such. So, I. Like, <sighs> I have serious concerns about the striking situation at the moment. Genuinely have serious, serious concerns. And I think all City fans do. I'm not the only one. I'm the one who's on here voicing it, who's going to get pelters again from, you know, um, those in in power. But I would also surmise that we may be finished shopping. I hope I'm not. I hope I'm wrong. But, um, yeah, I I think just serious. Serious issues to be addressed there yeah. still in in, in in that in that area of the pitch.
3: Yeah, ju- just on that, you're um, we saying that he's not a striker. I think it's correct because um, according to his stats, he's played, started three games. He only gets one shot and target per game. Of those three games, that would suggest he's not a striker. It would suggest a wide man or an attacking midfielder. Because if you're a striker getting one shot and go goal a game, you're, you're we're in trouble.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Do we think there's going to be an over-reliance on Jack Doherty to get the goals as Shane, when well, he said he'd build a team around him in a roundabout way? But
3: I think that the, the main fulcrum of the team is going to be Bolger, Murray and Jack Doherty. You have to build it around the centre and you hope that you can fit the pieces around them. The problem is, we've got a good midfield, I think. We don't have a good strike force. We don't. like You can't rely on a 15 old scoring goals. The pressure is too immense. Even if he's 16 soon, it doesn't matter. Um, and there's rumours he's going away anyway so we need two strikers minimum I mean strikers, number nines we need two number nines minimum um, where we get them it's going to be a potluck it's going to be a white scout and any of, any of us can look at white scouts from the white Watford players, Senior League well, do you know, is it worth a punt? do you know toe taps Mikey Drennan
2: could happen. Um, Liam Roach comes in. Are we genuinely worried about the pre-season results or is it just a case of it's only pre-season and we're playing Premier Division teams?
3: Win. Um, yes, I am worried. It's not a case of a, a draw against the shopping centre having a laugh and then pats and go We're four games in now. We scored one goal. Um, I know they say you're better off playing bigger teams but we need, be, we need to be playing I was going to say teams like Wilton United but that didn't really work either. Like Just teams like I don't know. The under nineteens, batter them off the park. We need to start scoring goals and getting crosses in, doing the one touch plays, getting the set pieces right. You can't do that if you're if you're defending the whole. Like this season, we're supposed to be attacking, not defending. We need to be playing teams we're attacking against. And I think it's a big mistake. look, we could turn up against Kerry and win four or five nil. Who knows? But to answer the question, I'm worried. Yeah, Deke
0: yeah yeah look i mean i said this earlier before shane came on like yeah i results not so much it's it's more about performance and 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 those kind of things and we just don't we scored once as wayne said we've conceded 11 like i don't care like you, you, you going into the back of any season or going in to any season off the back of that run of games and results you're not you, you know, you are not going in confident. It's And I know people say, oh, it's only pre-season. And Graham Cummins wrote a piece in The Echo a couple of weeks ago where he was like, you're better off playing Premier Division teams. Now you I agree. I, I agree with playing up a level. But his thing was because you won't be overconfident going into the season. I think it can work the other way as well. I think you can kill your confidence. And like we conceded four against Galway. We conceded four against Pats two against shelburne the other day one of them was a penalty i believe and i do like people have said we were much better in the second half of that game i understand all that and that's all positive and that's all good but we're not seeing the output that tim clancy keeps referring to when he says this is a team who are going to score a lot of goals during the season we're not seeing any evidence of that in pre-season and the thing about playing up a level, if we had scored two against Shelburne and got a couple against Pats and then got one against Carwa, etc., then you'd be going, Okay, that means you're going to get a lot of goals in the first division, because you've got you know you've gotten two twice against Premier Division teams. We haven't scored at all. There's there's just no evidence there of what Tim is saying. Mm-hmm. Now I understand when we come back into playing the first division teams, the levels drop significantly. And Shane has said and explained why he thinks the quality we have is far above Lots of teams in the first division, but putting the ball in the net is the hardest thing to do in any division, in any league in the world. And we have shown no ability in pre-season to do that. And and it has to be a worry. It has to be.
3: Just one thing there. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually I'm a fan of Keen Murphy, right? Because the style of play I would play would be, you know, really, get the ball in the box, big man, knock it down. I don't think he suits the way Tim Clancy is going to play. And last season he played what 750 minutes. And the average shots and goal was half a shot per game. That's not good, like. And I, I, As I said, I, I actually think he's a decent player in certain types of play. They're not going to be hoofing the ball in the box. He's not going to be getting in, busting, barging people around. This is going to be more one touch. I, I I, just worry where the goal is coming from. Jack Doherty, yeah, but you can't expect him to get 15 goals, 20 goals again this season. 18 he scored last year, was it? 18? Can't expect that. Yeah. It's just a worry. I know that, I know on the fo decky spot spotted this on the website, they were putting four or five lads as strikers on the website. Sorry no, but they're they're wingers, like. We have, we've 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 two strikers, a fifteen year old and Keane Murphy, who again would suit different styles of play. I don't think you're gonna suit our style of play. Okay. Um boring Keen Coleman
2: comes in. Nathan Wood, Brad Wade, Dick Steele, Greg Pants Bulger. Our team now has an unmistakable porn actor ring to it. Wayne, Decky, and oh, Dan. Christ. What would be your porn film title for our upcoming season? E.g., First Time in Kerry, uh, G. Usher Time, Viagra Supply, and we're up by July.
3: Decky can answer this
2: one. This is going to get some trouble.
0: <laughs> what was, no, he can't. What, what was the last one? I haven't seen this. What was the last one about uh, Viagra?
2: Viagra Supply, and we're up in July.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's the winner, I think.
0: <laughs> okay. um Oh, no, no, I'm not going to this. I hadn't seen that before you did. I'm not. No, we're not going down this road. No, like, I mean, um, like, oh, do we really want to take you have one there, yeah. to this level? No,
1: like,
0: he has one. He no, has no, one. We thinking... off last year.
2: <laughs> it's already at that level.
0: The first thing that came into my mind was, um, the stuff from last year's pardon that we put in the Christmas special, like the that famous opening up discussion and penetrating like so I mean like are we you know some t- t- like opening up an athlone or you know, penetrating flank air or something like that, like, you know, as as titles. But I mean, as I said, we don't like I can't believe you actually asked that question out loud. Genuinely. I, 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 answer, yeah. gen- genuinely.
2: Well, there you go. And that concludes uh, another episode of the <laughs> podcast there are all the questions that came in <laughs> we'll finally get to that um, uh, where did you go with Stefan Effenberg uh, at some point
3: <gasps> you gave it away you gave it away
2: yeah uh, we'll get to that next week potentially
0: okay
3: okay okay play, play the song if you want because I love the song Like, but otherwise we keep
0: it I actually don't have it <laughs> I have thanks. six You're I have six, six of them anyway
3: six of them for the season so far so we could spread them out we definitely do it next week. Alright. Thanks, Mill, to my
2: other two amigos, and thank you for listening. And uh yeah, subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Tap. Adios. Amigos.
0: Weekend. Adios. Yeah. <laughs> Adios. The other three amigos podcast with Damien Shreenan, Wayne Mullins, and Declan McCormack. Three lads, one podcast.